0: First Sunday of Advent, prayer, Psalms 122. I rejoiced when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. And now our feet are standing within your gates. Jerusalem, Jerusalem built as a city, walled round about. There the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord. As it was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. There are the thorns of justice, the thorns of the house of David. For the peace of Jerusalem, pray. May those who love you prosper. May peace be within your ramparts, prosperity within your towers. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I say, peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I pray for your good. Reading the
1: Word First reading, Isaiah chapter 2. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established, as the highest mountain and raised above the hills all nations shall stream toward it many people shall come and say come let us go up to the lord's mountain to the house of the god of jacob that he may instruct us in his ways and we may walk in his path for from Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and set terms for many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not rise, the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. House of Jacob,
2: come, let us walk in the light of the Lord second reading romans 13 and do this because you know the time it is the hour now for you to awake from sleep for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed the night is advanced the day is at hand let us then throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light Let us conduct ourselves properly in the day, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in promiscuity and licentiousness, not in rivalry and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh.
3: Gospel, Matthew chapter 24. For as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So it will be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know On which day your Lord will come. Come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of night, when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared for at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come.
0: Hearing the Word Life Orientation Going to the House of the Lord The Word of God that we hear during the season of Advent, starting with the first Sunday, provides a sound life orientation for believers. We begin the season hearing the word of prophet isaiah from the opening chapters of his book in chapter one the prophet denounces the people of israel and their sacred city jerusalem for delusions that were living under they considered themselves the enlightened and chosen race in possession of the word of god and with the glorious future While living life completely opposite to their beliefs, a life of corruption, oppression, and violation of the covenant that God made with them, Israelites of those days anticipated that Jerusalem, the city of David, will be the seat of the nation's political and military might and the center of a renewed Israelite empire in the future. They hoped for an exclusive and unique earthly kingdom. Isaiah drastically redefines their expectations. He speaks of the mountain of the Lord Zion, to which all people will come to encounter God and to be instructed in His ways.
1: Mountain in the scripture symbolizes the place where people encounter God and where divine instruction, Torah, comes from. Isaiah uses the symbol of the pilgrimage of all peoples to God's mountain to represent the complete change of world order. It will be inclusive. All people, not only the Israelites, will participate in it. It will be harmonious, no longer a battlefield, but a garden, not unlike the Garden of Eden from Genesis chapter 2 which people will cultivate having their swords transformed into plowing shears and pruning hooks. It will be God made from his holy mountain, God will teach and judge, shaping the creation according to his own design. The people of Jerusalem at the time had very different and earthly expectations and did not understand God's design having set this future perspective on the fate of the world the liturgy of the day moves to the second reading in which saint paul exhausts his audience to make a determined choice of their life orientation he begins by the purposeful usage of the greek word "kairos," which means the special time this special and unique time And situation in which Christians find themselves is the time when promises outlined in the first reading begin to be fulfilled by God through Jesus Christ. Paul writes that the final restoration of humanity and creation prophesied by Isaiah has already started with Jesus and will be brought to conclusion by him who is now the risen Lord. Those who have faith in Jesus live in a time of transition between the night, the time before Jesus, and the day, which is the time of salvation. This special time requires clear moral choices from believers. This choice is between living in the light of the day, which means walking the paths of the children of light by practicing virtues which Paul presents In chapter 13, 8 to 10, and 14, 1, and 15, 6. Or remaining in the night, performing deeds typical of the night. Isaiah speaks of people invited to come to the mountain of the Lord. Paul explains that this invitation means making a choice between doing
2: deeds of light or darkness. The words of Jesus in the gospel serve as a powerful confirmation of the necessity to choose our life orientation wisely. The passage forms a part of a large section of the gospel, spanning chapters 24 and 25, where Jesus instructs his disciples about the eschatological events that will conclude history. In the passage we read today, Jesus declares that the Son of Man will surely come. Returning to earth, Jesus, the Son of Man, will restore the humanity and creation. His return called Parousia, in the New Testament will fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah from the first reading. God will comprehensively restore creation and humanity through the parousia of his son. When will this event occur? This was the question that the disciples in chapter 24, verse 3, and many people ever since have asked. Jesus' answer is clear and simple. It will be unexpected and unpredictable. Life will go on following all the ordinary ways just like it did in the time of Noah. Men and women will be going about their ordinary business, plowing and grinding grain. As ever, there will be no signs indicating the time of Perugia, as there are no signs of the thief's coming. Yet this transformation of the world will surely come. The familiar and Predictable patterns of ordinary life will be interrupted The world and our life will be altered forever In view of the certainty of Christ's coming And its unpredictability The only suitable and acceptable attitude For those who know about it Is constant preparedness
3: Entering into the Advent season, we are presented with a very clear lesson about our life. Isaiah revealed the ultimate goal of human history, renewal of the world by reunification of humanity with God, and renewal of the creation in the future. This is our fate. The fate of creation predetermined by God. Knowing about this future, we have to make appropriate life choices in order to live our lives in view of this inevitable change. Jesus instructs us that it will happen unexpectedly. Therefore, we cannot allow ourselves to be caught unprepared. Paul instructs us on how to prepare. In view of this predetermined and unexpected end, we have to make right life choices. We live in the Kairos, the special time during which we await the final restoration of humanity and creation. The future is not about threatening judgment punishment, and destruction. It is about a change which brings about renewal and restoration of creation. It is about coming to God's holy mountain, justifiable in our liturgy. Together with the psalmist, we can rejoice because our life is about going to the house of the Lord.
0: Listening to the Word of God The theme of today's liturgy is making a choice that determines your life orientation. Every day we make choices, from the simple ones like waking up in the morning, what to eat, what clothes to wear, what attitudes to adopt. Yet often we also postpone important choices, especially those related to ethical decisions. Indecision, particularly as it relates to commitments to our faith, is a challenge. An African proverb describes indecisions as follows. The hyena chasing two gazelles at the same time will go to the bed hungry. The moral of the story is that failure to decide is also a decision with the disastrous results. The life of faith may seem to be less exciting than what is presented to us in media and movies as a desirable lifestyle. There is tension between our faith and the representation of an exciting life from media. This creates moral confusion that may lead to a double life as seen in the passage from Isaiah, where the people of Israel were living a double life. They thought that as long as they observed external expressions of their religion, they would do what they wanted. Yet the message of Isaiah is clear. The choice on whether to live according to God's ethical principles is a choice that needs to be made today, not tomorrow.
1: One of the reasons for postponing the decision to live out our faith fully is fear that a choice to follow Christ faithfully somehow deprives one of enjoying life and missing out on opportunities in life. The life of a devout Christian driven by commitment, passion and discipline is often portrayed as devoid of joy, fun and adventure, and it leads to a boring life full of endless rules. Yet when one looks at the lives of popular personalities, for example, In sports, their lives are successful only when they live according to the same principles of choice, passion, discipline and commitment. Think of your favorite sports star. He or she lives a highly disciplined, dedicated life where all choices are made to ensure that they excel in the sports of their choice. With these choices comes joy and a fulfilling life. These same principles apply in every kind of life, including our lives as Christians. We are being asked to make a choice today to live the Christian life in a disciplined, dedicated way so that we can participate with Christ in transforming our lives and the world around us. Surely, there is no greater joy than that to be a change-maker
2: in any situation that you find yourself. As you participate in bringing about change, you prepare for the coming of Jesus, who will bring complete change in the world. So don't be like the Heine, who could not make a decision and was lost through indecision. The call to follow Christ and participate in the transformation of the world awaits us and requires a now choice, not tomorrow or when I grow older. Today is the Kairos moment of choice. Choose life. Choose Christ.
0: The hyena chasing two gazelles at the same time will go to bed. Action.
1: Self-examination. Am I like the haina at the crossroads of my life, unable to choose the orientation of my life? Response to God. Write your own letter of confession and commitment to God as response to the call to make a choice. Response to your world. Think of a person or project in your community. Where you can contribute to make a change? What can we, a group of committed Christians, do to demonstrate our choice for Christ? And what difference can we make?
3: Prayer. Thank you, dear Lord, for the invitation to examine myself and make a decision in response to your call. Grant me the grace to choose your will and ways now and not tomorrow. Transform me each day and open my eyes to opportunities around me where I can be an agent of change. Amen.